topics we'll be covering in this episode are Trump supporting Austrian Red Bull boss fired top U.S. executive team for leaking internal documents showing some employees are furious at the company's failure to address Black Lives Matter. And one of the oldest businesses on the internet just got sold for $9 billion. Red Bull has fired two top executives in the U.S. who had lobbied for more diversity in the company and were blamed for the leak of a letter that criticized its public silence on Black Lives Matter. North America Chief Executive Stephen Kozak and North America President and Chief Marketing Officer Amy Taylor were let go, the energy drink company said Tuesday. While Red Bull employees in the U.S. have been pressing for the company to be more vocal about racism, Red Bull's billionaire CEO Dietrich Matschitz is a Donald Trump admirer who has spoken out against political correctness. The 76-year-old tycoon also owns a media firm, which has been criticized for giving a platform to far-right activists in his native Austria. Sources told Business Insider that Red Bull's top executives in Austria are thought to have fired Kozak and Taylor in retaliation for the leak, although no official reason was given for their departure. The letter signed by more than 300 employees had criticized the company for saying nothing amid the global anti-racism protests and abandoning the communities we claim to support and foster in their time of greatest need. Both Kozak and Taylor have pushed more for diversity and inclusion, but Taylor was met with opposition when she called for the company to take a more public stand on racism, the Wall Street Journal reports. A third executive, head of global culture marketing, Florian Kloss, has also left after he allegedly approved a racist slide shown in a meeting earlier this year. The leaked slide, shown at a meeting in Detroit, is said to have shown racist stereotypes from countries around the world. Labels on the map allegedly said, They do our laundry on Mexico, they make our stuff on China, and evildoers on the Middle East with an arrow indicating bombs go here, and zoo animals come from here on Africa. Reports say that U.S. employees had urged against the use of the slide, but that Klaus and his team had gone ahead with it anyways. Klaus' online profile says he is based in Austria and has worked for the company since 2006. The slide was shown to more than 100 attendees and was meant as a serious attempt to show how Red Bull is a global organization, Insider said. Red Bull's headquarters are in Austria, where the energy drink was first sold in 1987 before it broke into the U.S. market in the 1990s and became the dominant player by the mid-2000s. The company's global CEO is Australian, uh, Austrian billionaire Dietrich Machitz, who has an estimated fortune of $26 billion and owns a private island in Fiji. In a 2017 interview, Machitz expressed sympathy with Donald Trump and said the new president simply needs time. I don't think he's 
as much of an idiot as he's made out to be, he told the newspaper Klein Zuting at the time. When you speak to Americans, you often hear that they're essentially happy to have a new administration. There is plenty to question about the previous one, he said, referring to the Obama administration. Raging at political correctness and the intellectual elite, Machitz was also highly critical of Germany and Austria for opening their doors at the height of the 2015 refugee crisis. Taking aim at those who encourage refugees or use Angela Merkel's slogan of We'll manage it, he said that none of those people made their guest rooms available for five migrants to live in. Machitz is also responsible for a television station called Service TV, S E R V U S TV, which is owned by Red Bull, and which has faced criticism for allowing right wing extremists to appear in its broadcasts. Among the guests to appear on Service TV was Martin Sellner, a member of the Generation Identity Group who has been barred from entering Britain and the U.S. A report by Austrian newspaper Der Standard in July 2019 claimed that the head of the TV network was now reporting directly to Machitz rather than Red Bull bosses. In 2017, Machitz also unveiled plans to start a new platform called Closer to the Truth, which was compared to the right-wing news site Breitbart. Some Red Bull employees told Business Insider that the company's leadership saw the Black Lives Matter protests as an American issue that did not affect the global brand. Others claimed that the offensive slide at the Detroit presentation had been reported to HR, but that no action had been taken. Taylor and Kozak are said to have worked together over the last several years on efforts to increase diversity at Red Bull. And Taylor wanted the company to speak out about racism and was working on a project to increase black representation, but the company leadership was not interested, sources claim. The Red Bull F1 team didn't put a statement out on June 22nd, speaking of its determination to tackle the challenges that we as a sport but also society are facing, saying that racism has no place in our modern world. The main Red Bull Instagram account posted a black square on June 2nd in an online trend called Blackout Tuesday, which many celebrities use as a way of showing support for Black Lives Matter, but which others criticize as drowning out a discussion on the subject. However, Kozak reportedly told employees on June 17 that the brand would not make further public comments on the matter. Red Bull has not publicly commented on why Taylor or Kozak have left the company. They say Klaus' departure was part of downsizing Adweek reports. The June 1st letter signed by more than 300 workers asking the company to take Meaningful action in the fight to end racial injustice in the wake of George Floyd's killing at the hands of the Minneapolis police. The company replied to the employee's letter on June 22nd, or 26th, writing, We reject racism in every form. We always have and we always will. Anyone who knows anything about our company knows this. Staff had reportedly been warned that Kozak and Taylor's jobs were under threat if any more sensitive information was leaked, after executives in Austria were thought to have blamed them for the leak of the letter. Another email written by Kozak referred to the murder of George Floyd and countless others 
and voiced support for peaceful Black Lives Matter protests. Alexandra and Rupert T. and Mark Rosenmayer are said to be leading Red Bull North America until permanent replacements can be found. In a statement, the company said, Red Bull has always put people in their dreams and accomplishments at its core and values the contribution of each and every person no matter who they are. We want everyone who feels this way to be welcome in Red Bull. DailyMail.com has contacted Red Bull for additional comment. Now, I found this pretty interesting for a lot of different reasons, right? Because, I mean, there's a lot of different... uh, There's a lot of different political issues going on right now. And to be frank... If it comes to like a business situation, it should really not go hand in hand. Because you got to think about it. There's going to be so many businesses out there that have already done this, that have made statements, but it's completely, you know, full of crap, right? Like, like let's face it. There's so many companies that are just, you know, playing the part of, you know, being socially aware of situations and trying to just basically pander to people so that they could continue to make money. Like that's what a lot of these businesses are doing. So I would prefer a business to take this stance and just not get involved at all. Although they technically did with the whole black square. Like I think it'd be better for a business to just not get involved at all because it's not really their place It's more of a social situation, not an economic situation. And you know, it could be, you know, dug down way deeper into like very specifics about the whole issue, which we're not going to go over on this episode. But the thing is, when it comes to business, making money, all that kind of stuff, right? Don't mix in social issues unless you're just trying to like raise money for charity or, you know, do something for like a very specific cause not in the sense of something that is so polarizing as this one but like more like i think the charity's called like you know fight for the forgotten where you know the one uh bellator fighter is you know trying to like help out the pygmies right that's a completely different issue that is not related in, or polarizing in any sort of way he's just simply trying to save lives Right. Whereas this one is such a political and polarizing issue that really companies should just not step into the ring with this because there's really no point for them to step in the ring. Right. It's just not their place. That's my personal thoughts on it. Feel free to leave a comment if you're watching this as to what your thoughts on the matter of this, whether it be you like what they did, you don't like what they did. You like the CEO, you don't like the CEO, feel free to leave a comment as to what your personal thoughts are. Because I just thought it was pretty interesting. Oh, by the way, I am doing like, you know, a lot of commentary about, you know, money related content, money news, business news. So if you like that sort of stuff, hit the like button. But we also have another article that I got to go over. But I just wanted to make this comment, right? Like, I've been doing research and like checking out kind of like interesting money content, money articles, right? Which, by the way, you can submit some to us as well. But have you guys ever, and I want you guys, like, if you actually were to watch this, right? Because, you know, some people may watch this, some people might not. But, like, have you ever been onto, like, a news website? 
because doing like research on like different like money topics like which you know you wouldn't think would be like such a big deal but it's like basically all these different like news websites news companies are just like massive piles of ad garbage collaborations on their site like it's just like uh it's just basically an ad collage on the thing. So you basically got like two sentences and then you have four ads and then you move down and then an ad pops up for an automated video and then you got to move out, exit out, go down, find another two sentences. It's like it's crazy to try to even do any sort of research on anything on any sort of news website. Like it's just crazy the amount of ads that they stick literally everywhere. Right? Like this article, this Red Bull one took me like almost one hour to get through all the ads and like just like filter through all the nonsense it's like it's just crazy like i mean i'm just wondering if anyone else had like problems dealing with that when they're just researching stuff because it's just it is horrible okay now one of the web's oldest businesses has a new owner norway's ad adventa is buying ebay's classified ads business for 9.2 billion dollars to create the world's largest online classifieds company in the age of google and facebook classifieds aren't exactly a mammoth business they made up only about three percent of the 125 billion dollar internet advertising market in 2019 according to the interactive advertising bureau the global industry body for digital advertising but there was a day when craigslist and the company that became ebay classifieds were among the biggest advertising platforms on the newfangled World Wide Web. eBay Classifieds Group got its start 25 years ago, just as CNN Interactive, now CNN.com, went online and eBay was brought to life as Auction Web. eBay's Classifieds business was first known as DBA, a popular Danish all-classifieds newspaper that started publishing in the 1970s. It tried its hand with the fledgling web in 1995, just months after Jerry and David's guide to the World Wide Web became Yahoo. eBay bought DBA and a ton of other classified businesses around the world in 2008 to form eBay Classifieds Group. But classifieds were never really core to eBay's e-commerce ambitions. Classifieds delivered revenue of just $248 million in the first quarter of 2020, or just over 10% of the company's total. Now, personally to me, I wouldn't mind having a revenue of $248 million. A meaner, leaner eBay. The sale by eBay is part of a strategic review it announced in March 2019 under pressure from activist investors such as Elliott Management eBay sold StubHub to Viagogo in November in a $4 billion deal. Adventa reportedly beat out private equity firm Blackstone and Process, part of South African media company Naspers, and the auction of eBay's classifieds group, which includes Gumtree, Australia's Auto Trader, and Motors.co.uk. As part of the transaction, eBay will receive $2.5 billion in cash and $540 million in Adventa shares, or about 
44% of the global online classifieds specialist. That will give eBay continued exposure to the classifieds ads business while generating cash, which is a crazy deal, right? Like when you think about it, <laughs> like they're giving eBay $2.5 billion in cash and then also almost half of the company. Like that's just crazy. This sale creates short-term and long-term value for shareholders and customers while allowing us to participate in the future potential of the classifieds business, EBA, eBay CEO Jamie Lenone, who replaced David Wing, Winig in April, said in a statement on Tuesday. Adventa, which began trading on the Oslo Stock Exchange last year, saw shares rise 32% on Tuesday on news of the deal. It was spun off by Shibsted, a Nordic digital media and e-commerce company, which began publishing newspapers in the 19th century. Adventa's revenue fell 16% in the second quarter compared to the same period last year due to the impact of the C-word pandemic. And of course, sources are in the description. And again, if you actually listen to this or watch this, feel free to hit the like button. It does help the actual video so it gets shown to more people because I've discovered something that YouTube basically obviously wants people to see it, but they really only promote videos if it were to get a like. Like, which is, it makes sense because they obviously want to show videos to people who actually like it, but it's just... If you like this sort of stuff and you want to keep watching it, feel free to hit the like button as well. Because also, by hitting the like button, YouTube will most likely show you another episode. So basically when we release a new episode, because you liked it and potentially subscribed, they will actually, actually show you a new episode. Feel free to get a free stock worth up to $500 by joining Robinhood. And you can learn the four steps to make money online below using just a phone, computer, and a PowerPoint presentation. And you can automate your investing with Acorns, which is one of the things that I do, which I love. It's just so passive and really lazy, right? It's like one of the laziest ways for you to actually get your foot into investing. And I just thought it'd be fun, but I think I'm over, like I'm up a hundred, a few hundred bucks just from just automatically investing my spare change. And I barely spend any money. You can create the best landing pages in sales funnels using ClickFunnels. And become a master of your money by checking out 40inbox.com. Feel free to watch more money content, money news, and we'll see you in future episodes. Feel free to leave a review on the podcast. You can DM us questions like personal finance questions on Instagram at 40inbox or contact us at 40inbox.com or even just send us links to articles that you find interesting that are money-related or like money-related, personal finance-related, business-related. Feel free to send us some articles to actually do research on or just put it into an episode and it'd be a nice way to find out new things. See you in future episodes. Peace out.